Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan. Thanks for listening. Let's go ahead and get into it. We had a very interesting weekend. We made some history. So this was the first time we're coming back to North Wilkesboro since 96, I believe was correct. Um, but it was, it was very historic. Ups and downs, things that I personally didn't like about it. It was overall, though, it was interesting. Uh, truck race was awesome. Uh, a lot of wrecking, obviously, that happened. Uh, but it's trucks. That's going to happen. Um, very, very narrow racetrack. These guys were beating and banging off everybody. <clears throat> Dean Thompson got into a rough with uh, Haley Deegan quite a few times. Raja Cruz got caught up and stuff. It was almost like if there was a wreck. There was something going on. You were pretty much going to be caught up into it unless you were in front of it or way, way, way behind it. Because just the way it collected everybody in narrow track, everything, it was it was nuts. It was crazy. Um, anyway, again, a lot of bait, beating and banging, a lot of long leads. Kyle Larson just ran away with the race. And as you guys know how I feel about this, I hate long runaways with races. I mean, he almost had like a 10 second, 15 second lead. It just got really stupid in my opinion. Anyway, we had, I mean, 12, 13 cautions in this thing. And uh, see, Bubba Wallace was in it. He had few laps led, but um, I think he kind of messed up too because he stayed out on old tires and he kind of just spun it and, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. It was just a lot of beating and banging, a lot of crazy stuff with that. I mean, another cup driver trying to get experience, which in my opinion, I don't think Larson needs it. I, let him, I like him running the dirt races because that's something different, but this is taken away from these guys. And I know people argue, well, if you're arguing that about the dirt, uh, but the truck races, why not for the dirt races? And, hey, you got a very valid point. Um, yeah, anyway, it was – crappy in my opinion for that part other than that it was kind of nuts and fun um yeah it was just a lot of beating and banging a lot of people breaking stuff uh so we had ty Majeski and matt dean benedetto they ended up getting the uh second and third place on that and just kind of moving along kind of like what we we're talking about so it was on a restart so Majeski came in closer and it was like a 0.9 second, or 0.09 second, I believe it was. 0.909 second uh, difference on that. <clears throat> and then Matty D was 1.398 seconds behind. So, yeah, it was it was different. And I said he ran away with it, but at the end, because of all the restarts and all the wrecks, uh, it was it was interesting. And it just overall, it was, I liked it. It was, it was a different change. They did not repay this track. It was one of those tracks that they came out and they ran it just as it was before. And I think this was a point that the owners, I believe Camping World's owner owns this track or he helped revitalize it. And that was something that they kind of stressed is they wanted to keep it sort of original before even tearing it up, repaving it. There's rumors that it might go dirt for a little bit which is not sitting well with a lot of different people. And so going forward with that, the all-star race for the Cup Series 
had a lot of different aspects to it. We had <clears throat> we had the pit crew challenge, which Ty Gibbs won. His crew did that. Then we had our open heats happen on Saturday. Uh, those were those kind of set the pace for the track. And then we had the open Sunday before the actual All Star race. The open actually, in my opinion, was pretty good. It, it was really these guys went out there beating and banging. Um, so that put everybody out there for that. <clears throat> we had some people that I thought would have done better that just didn't do, didn't do well. Um, Josh Berry and Ty Gibbs won the open uh, first and second. It was Berry then Gibbs. So they moved forward and you could just see the tire fall off and how they were, they couldn't get into the, the turns well enough. And it was just that. And I think it was no Gregson actually cut the turn too sharp and he actually hit the wall on pit road exit, which was interesting because <clears throat> Kyle Larson was actually running out there even in the truck race. And then later on in the all-star race. And he was the, apparently the only one that was running the, the apron. And that's what people were swearing by why he did so well in these races. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, Gregson won the fan vote. I mean, his, car was Toro, you know, I don't know. I would have liked to see somebody else in there, but the fans voted for Grax. I think it's just because he's wild. He put, he actually went out there and contested, uh, Ross Chastain didn't really work out too well for him, but you know, Hey, it's, it's one of those things that he's doing stuff. The fans like, I mean, if you ask us, he was one of the original guys that actually did the big hat. He brought out that Wendy's big hat back in, uh, Daytona times, and that just worked out and went and then Byron took it over and kind of just beat the dead horse, if you ask me, because it keeps going on and off. But whatever. That's his little niche. We'll keep going with that. So before we dive into the all-star race, there was one person that was penalized this weekend, and that was Matt Craft and Loose Lug. So his crew chief was fined $2,500. Nothing big, but still a fine. So moving on to the Cup Series, <clears throat> we had some very interesting things happen. Uh, first and foremost, something really stupid happened. Somebody took over Bob Wallace's radio and pretty much said, I, don't, I didn't hear any slurs or anything bad, but he just came out, or they came out and said, hey, you don't belong here, you suck kind of thing. That, that's what they were saying, and that's not right for that. I mean, that, that shows fan base. Those, those, the, the 1% makes everybody look bad when it comes to the fan base, and I hate that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Bubba Wallace, but no, that's, that's wrong to do that. Now, Bubba Wallace did make some waves, and in my opinion, NASCAR let him go off easy on that. But then again, <clears throat> some people argue different things, different things. Whenever I look, and I'll compare what I'm talking about. Um, so, moving on, <laughs> Bubba got booed pretty good. Uh, he said he loved it. I don't know. He, so, we'll go into the open race. To me, it was almost like it was boring. It, it was real boring. I, I even posted on my Facebook, this thing was a, a snooze fest because of just how everything happened. And... I don't know what would have all happened with that, but 
something fishy was going on in my opinion. And I, I say that because, uh, when you look at how things went, it was, it was really <clears throat> fishy for Kyle Larson. So he ended up getting penalized and had to start from the rear. He started from the rear and then he ended up running away with the race. And I mean, he was getting out to like 10 seconds leads, 12 second lead before the hundred lap caution. And a lot of these guys, I think it was, they hurt themselves because they didn't come in for tires or try to come in for tires on any of the cautions except for the hundred lap caution. So, I mean, they were just dead in the water. It was almost like they were just there and, I've heard people complain. It's like, why aren't you guys going for this? This is a million dollars. Do we need to bump up a million dollars to 10 million or something like that? Because there wasn't any racing. You kind of just stayed in. And a couple guys moved back and forth. And then you had Larson that just something with his car was better. And you can't tell me he was just running the apron and that's what made him 10, 15 seconds better on a run. No, I think something else was there. I mean, we can go ahead and put our tinfoil hats on. And I'll joke about this, but I kind of slightly believe it now with this season, last season, and going forward. Hendricks got something up their sleeve that is not being caught by inspection or they're just getting away with it and allowed to get away with it. I don't know what's going on. I detest it. You can't tell me that it's just a driver ability to go 15 seconds ahead of somebody and lap the whole field twice, just about. So... Something is fishy going on there. Uh, what happened? I don't know. <clears throat> but when you pull that out and you look at what has happened in the other races, I think it was pretty good. It was fun. Um, but when you get to the all-star race, I mean, it was just, it was boring. It was a snooze fest. I, I wanted to turn it off because it was just ridiculous. Um, I mean, like I said, you had Larson getting out to these long leads. Bubba came out and did well. Ty get uh, sorry, Reddick did pretty well. It was it was almost like those guys did pretty good. Um, but whenever you look at <clears throat> nobody could pass for the lead unless it was just right at the start. But then Larson came up and just took it over and just ran away with it. You had a lot of guys that were I don't know if they were kind of just babying their car. Or or what was going on because it, <clears throat> it was boring. It was it was almost like they weren't getting anything done. Uh, I don't I don't know what to say about this race. I saw the viewership was down between last year's race. <clears throat> I don't know if that would show anything different with that. Um, we'll see we'll see what happens next year because I got a feeling they're gonna come here next year. I think if they want to make this a points-paying race next year, there needs to be something change. I'm not opposed to it. I think it would be nice. The aero packages for these short, small mile tracks and smaller and so on, that needs a change. <clears throat> We're running all these mile-and-a-half tracks, and these things are so boring because whoever it is can get out to this long lead, and it's just like you're just sitting there, and it just gets boring, especially if you're watching on TV because TV sits there and – focuses on the leaders or focuses on, they have a few key people like Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. Um, this year it's Kevin Harvey because he's retiring, but that is very frustrating as a fan that can't go out to all these races and watch them. And maybe I need to just 
try to figure out a way of getting out there and watch them because I've told you guys that's the best way to watch the races. And I'm not kidding on that. So hopefully moving forward, we can get some corrections. I know that NASCAR actually came out and they're making the first changes this year to the cars. This isn't for performance wise. It's safety after what happened with Kyle Larson and the wreck that he had where he got T-boned pretty hard. Uh, They came in and made some better changes, better, better, like, crush points in the car. I think they strengthened up that one side of the car. So I can, I applaud them for doing that, but competition's not there for first place. And I said, I'm not going to hold anything back. If it happens to the drivers that I like, I'm still going to complain about it because I want to see some close racing. So anyway, we had that going on. Larson won. It was... And then you had 23-11. 23-11 made a really strong showing. Um, other than that, I thought it was pretty boring. Again, nobody passed for the lead because Larson was so stinking far ahead. And I still have that flag that raised that what was going on. Something fishy is going on. And people will tell me, hey, this has been going on forever. Look at Jimmy Johnson out here saying, you know, better wreck the car if you win because you're cheating. And you know what? Somewhat they have a valid point because look at Jimmy now. And don't don't give me this baloney that, you know, it's because of the different cars or different stuff. If he's such a great driver, yeah, I know equipment will play a role in it. But let's see what he does this weekend in the Coke 600 because he's going to be back out there. He's in his own team, uh, his own company, Legacy. So let's see what happens. He hasn't been that noticeable. Um, he hasn't done too well when he was at IndyCar. And yeah, I wasn't expecting him to go out there and win if he's seven time, but to do better than he did the twenties and whatnot. And I know a lot of you guys will probably disagree on that, but Hey, that's my opinion. Stick to yours. One thing that I did not like was what happened with Bubba Wallace. And it made Jamie little pretty embarrassed as well. So Bubba during his uh, interview post-race interview, he ended up giving somebody the middle finger and he was on TV and it's like, what the heck dude be a little bit better. I mean, this is one thing I don't like about Bubba is, you know, he can have arrogance and I'm okay with that on the track, but then he pouts and whines after stuff. And then he does something like this where he, I mean, he just turns out to be a, a jerk and I think it's stupid. And NASCAR came out and said, Oh, well he put the middle finger on TV but he was doing it towards a friend. It's like, what What in the world? You sit there and you threw the book pretty much at Kyle Larson. He had to go to like, you know, relearning training or whatever just because he said he didn't even say the N-word. He said a variation of it, and he said it to a friend on iRacing, not on national TV. Now, this is cable TV, but still, same thing. This was on the internet versus cable TV, and that is so stupid and so two-faced of NASCAR, if you ask me. And I'm not saying that, you know, Larson shouldn't have gotten nothing done, but you're going to sit there and let Bubba Wallace put an obscene gesture on TV. And then you're going to, you know, a year and a half later, two years later, after you threw the book at Kyle Larson, because he said a variation of the N word, which that is just ridiculous. I mean, you can even throw the book at the whole thing where <clears throat> NASCAR played with Bubba Wallace because of the whole handle in the garage door. And I know that's going to start hitting 
tough points on that. But like some people came out and said, Hey, that's been there for years. And now you're going to assume it's a noose. And I'm not even saying it's Bubba doing that because NASCAR, it's like almost like NASCAR wanted to play in the whole um, current event issues that were going on in the nation at that time. But I'm not even going to talk about that. That's another story for another time. But it, it just really angers me when NASCAR will say, oh, well, he just did an obscene gesture to somebody, his friend. But then Kyle Larson says something that's not – he didn't say the true word, and he gets you know repatriation almost or whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> where he has to go through these sensitive, sensitive courses and all this kind of stuff because he said something on iRacing. It wasn't even on national TV. This was on the internet, guys. If you're going to do that – you need to do something to Bubba. And I'm not saying he needs to go do something crazy, but hey, you, give me five grand because you you did this on TV. I mean, it embarrassed Jamie Little. Go back and look how red her face was. NASCAR is playing favorites on that part, and that is so stupid. Stop trying to play to that side. You have, I mean, the, store, the sport as a fan base is growing, and it's awesome. The racing's sucking, especially with this car, but... You're growing as a fan base. You have a lot of these guys, a lot of these African-Americans that love NASCAR that are actually coming out uh, and being feeling comfortable about it. And, hey, I applaud for that. You want to get rid of the the you know the Confederate flag, which is misconstrued a lot. Okay, I'm fine with that. You want to do this, some of these other things? Okay, but you there's a very fine line from helping your fan base that has been with you for years – which you're starting to lose because you're not having some of the great racing. You change stuff with qualifying, with all these other things. You're not allowing enough cars to qualify, if you ask my opinion. You have this charter system, which is even ticking off the fan, uh, with the owners. So you, you have that line where you're messing that up. And then you have these fans, new fans, younger fans, and then even some of the older fans that – you could almost argue we're ashamed of coming out of being fans. And then you start having something like a Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace, you know, I liked him from the get-go, but then whenever everything started happening and favoritism started happening to him, and I don't care what Freddie Kraft can say. I don't care what Bubba will say. I'll tell it to his face. You know, dude, you're you're out there driving, so you're better than me. But the way you act you act like a child. We have to get over that and mature more. And I don't see that happening. I mean, Noah Graxon is somewhat on that line too, but this is his first year in the cup series. So I expect a little bit of that. And you have to give a little bit of grace to the people that are just coming up. But when you've been with the sport for a while and you want to act like you've been doing, you have to be able to either accept it don't cry and pout so much. Don't throw water in somebody's face or Gatorade in somebody's face. And then you have people come over to you and console you or congratulate you. And you feel like you're the best thing since sliced bread. That is so stinking two-faced and it angers me so much when I see that crap. That's one reason why I'm not that big of a Bubba Wallace fan. I mean, heck, I didn't like Ty Gibbs, but look what he's been doing. He's kept his nose to the grindstone. He finished third. Uh, he's He's finishing in the top 10 consistently for the most part. You don't see him punning people. You don't see him moving people out of the way like he did in Xfinity, which he got a bad reputation for, which he deserved that reputation. But you don't see that happening now with him. 
And you could argue that, oh, yeah, you know, this and that. No. No, he. Sh- you could give him a little bit of that because of what's going on. He's not going over there and trying to punch and hold on to somebody like uh, Ross Chastain that happened with Graxon. And I'm not saying what he did was pretty much bad either because it stirred up a lot of talk, and we're still talking about it. They're still talking about it and trying to make stuff on that. <clears throat> so going on the Bubba Wallace thing, apparently he has – some kind of documentary that came out. Well, he's getting a lot of mixed stuff on that because it won, what was it, a, an Emmy or something like that. And you got Dell Jr. and his wife like, hey, congratulations type thing. And then you have a lot of fans like, why don't you just shut up and run the race? You talk too much. You're very big-headed. And there is a spot in NASCAR for that. You got to have that to make it more interesting. But then there's a point where I think Bubba crosses that line where he pouts too much and acts like a child. I mean, my 10 year old doesn't do that. So actually, I don't have a 10 year old, nine year old, but he does. I mean, he does a little bit. It's, it's like he go out there and play baseball with these, these, you know, kids that I see on TikTok and all that, that are eight you and all that, that just sit there and look at that. They're playing their heart out. And they're not getting paid the millions. And I know Bubba made some offhanded comment, and that was a stupid comment and smart-ass comment that he made too, to react to his fans, and not even his fans, but his critics that are out there booing him. He's like, oh, I get paid millions to do this. Like, shut up and just run the damn race. And maybe you can actually win something and do something instead of looking like an asshole. Sorry I had to say it. That crap pisses me off. So the whole Bubba Wallace thing, I liked him. I think he's a good driver, his personality, and the way he acts. He acts too much like a child, in my opinion. And again, he can sit there and make the same stupid comment he did to TV whenever they asked him, how do you feel about that with the booing? And he'd be like, well, I'm making paid millions to do this. You're not getting paid anything. It's like, who cares, dude? It's it's the way you carry yourself. And you're making a reputation of yourself among some of these people that are Bad, and I feel bad because then you got Brad Doherty, who's coming out, and he's run, he's running. Ricky Stenhouse, his driver, won the Daytona 500, and he's okay with not being pulled out with the whole African American thing because you know he's been a t- he's been on that for so long. Um. Anyway, with that being said, I'll get off my soapbox on that. Felt very strong about what Bob Wallace was doing. Hopefully he can, you know, maybe mature a little bit more. I don't know. And keep going. Like I said, I think he's a good driver if he can focus on it and not do some of these hot-headed moves. Uh, or, I mean, honestly, I'd rather him over uh, Austin Dillon because Austin Dillon, it seems like the only way he can win is punt somebody or it rains. I think Bubba can get up there, and if he just focuses on the racing and not worry about everything else going on, or trying to come off as, you know, I think he's trying to change the persona or act like a persona for himself, which I can't even put a finger on, that I don't think is him. I really don't think that's him afterwards. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he acts like an a-hole all the time. I don't know. You know, people that would know that would be like a Chase, uh, a Denny, um, you know, a Blaney. Uh, it's I don't see him being that much of an a-hole, especially if you look at the people he hangs out with. I don't think they would put up with a lot of that. 
But anyway, we're going to get off the Bubba Wallace rant. We'll keep going on. Coming on this weekend, we have Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Coke 600. This is the race of race. This is even the race of race weekends. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to watch the back end of it when I get home and then watch everything recorded because I'll be working. And I'm very disappointed in that. Memorial Day weekend is like the races of races. I mean, you have from Formula One, usually out at Monaco, which is a wild race. Then you have the Indy 500, which they already started. They're they're working towards it next uh, last week when they did qualifying and things like that. And that was pretty wild. Graham Ray Hall got knocked out. I don't know if he's going to be able to be racing it. I didn't see anything because what happened with another driver. But you know, Sunday is the races of all races. And it's, you know, one of those things you don't want to admit. If you're a motorsport enthusiast fan, no matter what, you wake up in the morning, you watch Monaco, then you move on and you watch the Indy 500. And then after that, boom, Coke 600. <coughs> Next year is going to be fun because you have a Kyle Larson that's going to be going in there and running the Indy 500 and then hopping in an airplane and flying into Charlotte to run the Coke 600. That is going to be wild and fun. I like that. I don't care who the driver is. I don't care if I'm their fan. That That's fun to watch to see how they can do. And I'm curious to see how well he can do. Um, we'll, we'll see next year. But, hey, so moving on to this week, here is the schedule of what we got going on. So we have qualifying for both Xfinity and uh, Truck Series on Friday. <clears throat> These will be on FS1 qualifying at two o'clock for the truck series and four o'clock. These are all times Eastern for Xfinity. And then we're going to be moving on at six o'clock. You're going to have Arca has their run race going on and that will be televised on FS one at six o'clock. And then at eight 30, we're going to have the truck series race on FS one. Move it on to Saturday at one o'clock. We're going to have our, Xfinity race that'll be on FS one as well. And then we're going to have practice and qualifying for the cup series starting at seven Oh five to seven fifty. I really hope that they can fix this qualifying because I think it would be cool just to have it single car instead of having your group stages or go back to the group stage where everybody can go out. You're not like, this is group a you're going one, two, three, four. I think they need to change that up and make that more interesting. And then we move on to Sunday, the Coke 600. Coke 600 starts at 6 p.m. Probably Green Flag's going to raise at 6.20-ish, 6.15. That will be on Fox, and that's the one to look forward to. That is the ending to the Motorsports Weekend Memorial Day, where we remember all our veterans that helped save this great country and allowed it to continue on and us live here with the opportunities that we have me up here talking and ranting and raving about people, our drivers making millions of dollars, racing, having doing stuff that they're fun, us able to go out there to do what we do and live freely. We're not living in a a country like some of the ones on the Eastern part of the world. So I want to end this podcast here with that. I thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys can tune in again. Please like, follow, comment, and share. Comment on things that you guys want to hear, so on. Again, this is 
this is great. I'm thankful that I'm able to do this, but also let's go ahead and remember those that lost their lives to help us keep our freedom this weekend, because that's what it's all about. It's not that we get a free, you know, extra day Monday for not going to work. This is something else bigger than that. So guys, I appreciate it. Thank you listening. And we'll catch you next week after the Coke 600. Have a good one.